0: thank you for joining us for this bonus edition, a special edition of Everyday Humanity. We are a little over a week away from Christmas. You can tell, Christmas decorations, Christmas sweaters. It's the season, right? We're all in it, and we wanted to take time out to reflect upon why we do the work that we do. And so I'm sitting here with Dennis and with Brooke, and I am just so excited for you to join us during this episode to hear basically what's on our hearts. So welcome. We're glad you're here. And hi, Brooke. I'm really glad you're here because you have been working
1: remotely. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. I wake up every morning. This morning, I was like, ooh, I got to go <laughs> see some Mel Trotter people. <laughs> oh, no. But how long were you with Mel Trotter
0: before you moved and started to work remotely?
1: Yeah. I think it was about a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. And so I just celebrated three years in August. So... Yeah. yeah.
2: So before we get to the yeah. Brooke now working remotely story, um, you know, we were sharing as we were getting ready for this episode that um, I probably do a poor job of telling Brooke's story when Brooke isn't here. Um, and, but it's because it's been so impactful and it's moved me so much. Um, so I would I'm wondering if you would just share a bit of your first encounter with Mel Trotter and how that impacted you.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so while I was in sixth grade, um, my entire class took a trip to Mel Trotter as a, a field trip. Um, and we walked inside, got a tour. And at that time they had, um, walk in their shoes going on in the park across the street. And I remember me and my friend Aaron, you know, we're hanging out, we're walking through the park and, you know, we come up on the the car exhibit where they had just like an empty car and there was someone there talking about how families live out of their cars. And that's just um, how some people experience homelessness. And so it was from the perspective of a mom, a single mom and her two sons. And I just remember being really moved by that. I don't know exactly what part of that really stuck in my heart, but it did. And so the entire rest of the time, you know, sixth graders are being sixth graders and I was not a quiet sixth grader um but I just yeah no surprise there (laughs) um I just remember feeling like really heavy and really weighed down and really quiet and um we had lunch at the mission afterwards and I remember you know eating my granola bar with my friend Aaron and we both were kind of like hey did you feel that and um we just were like we can't not do something it was just this really intense like we have to help these people um and so then you know that night got home we made poster boards together and we started a sock drive for Mel Trotter um the next day went up to our principal had already had the signs made didn't ask for permission just threw them up um and the school really turned out there was socks on socks on socks coming in the door and it was just the best feeling being able to drop those off and know that those were going for for a purpose um especially in the winter they were telling us about you know all the infections that come from not having clean socks um and then we did a toilet tree dive and since then Mel Trotter has always been something that's been on my heart so to have a job here now is completely full circle and such a blessing
2: yeah that's so cool right I, I think about. Um when Jesus talks about faith as a child, like you can't enter the kingdom of God unless you have faith like a child. And that's another illustration, right, is you know sixth grade, so what, probably 12 years old, something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, So a 12 year old walking off a school bus, experiencing what you experienced and being all a sixth grader, mm-hmm. right? But yet still something being, being um, touched in your heart, mm-hmm. right? That God just uses his Holy Spirit to touch something in the 12 year old's heart that then sends you on a, a short-term trajectory. Mm-hmm. What can we do right now? Yeah. And then long-term, God said, okay, now I'm gonna give you another role at Mel mm-hmm. Um And how blessed are we that God <laughs> did that? Because um, you are just uh, such an important part of this team. And um yeah, I mean, you all, you're on, you know, Beth's team, so she gets to take credit. <laughs> but um, you know, it's just such a blessing just to have you and to hear that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the work that you do.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. the when you I hear you say take credit, and Brooke and I were talking about this earlier, she didn't need any sort of training, right? And I heard you say too, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's I truly believe after being here now almost three years, it's it's not us. It's God working in and through us, which is what you say all the mm-hmm. time, Dennis. And you guys hear stories about when i grew up um, and you can probably try and envision a little bit what i was like um, a rebel rouser as yep. a, a teenager <laughs> right oh, yeah so surprise. in other words You're, uh,
2: two rebel rousers and i was the saint
0: yeah well okay maybe times we change, right, times, change. Yeah, <laughs> times change yeah, times change. <laughs> <laughs> but i just i don't think any of us can really um do any sort of justice with words, right? The mm-hmm. way in which God works within our lives mm-hmm. over the course of our lives. And so when I was young, I had no idea I was going to be here. Brooke, just like when you were in yeah. sixth grade, you were like, yeah. this isn't okay. This is an injustice. You know, sixth grader, you might not have had that language, but you were like, this isn't okay. Yeah. But probably in that moment, you didn't go back to school thinking, oh, well, I'm going to work at Trotter someday in my right. 20s. You yeah. had no idea, yeah. Yeah. nor did I have any idea when I was yeah. being mm-hmm. a little rebel rouser, like just yeah. being bored and going about my own business that God would literally move in such a way in my life to bring me through all the things that I didn't know, um, didn't expect to have happen in my life, all of those situations that kind of knocked me down,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, and then use those experiences to bring me here now Mm -hmm. in a very transformed way. Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably not the nicest person growing up. I probably, um, as I often tell people, blessings and curses right Mm -hmm. can go hand in Mm -hmm. hand. So Mm -hmm. God, I think, has gifted me on a good day with uh, the use of words but growing up, I used those words not um, to lift others up. It was more yeah. of a defense mechanism. So God's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let me take you through some things in the course of your life and and transform you and turn you into m- more of um, a vision of what I've always known you to be, right? And that's what yeah. it does with all of us, yeah. which is why I'm here today. And I, that's mm-hmm. why when I speak with guests and I hear a guest say, well, I'm just a homeless person. What what does God have in store for me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, let mm-hmm. me tell you, none mm-hmm. of us knew and I, I can't even express to you how when I was alone and by, my, you know, just yeah. by myself raising a daughter mm-hmm. um, or sick, dying of cancer, mm-hmm. right, that in those moments when I just thought to myself, what does God have in store for me? I never mm-hmm. knew it was this. Mm-hmm. I never knew it was literally one of the best yeah. things that he was ever going to bring me to. Right. I had no idea. And that's what we share with our guests every day is mm-hmm. you're not just... Anything. You're not mm-hmm. just a homeless person. You are a, a human being made in the image of God mm-hmm. yeah. who has plans for you. You don't mm-hmm. know them right now, but we didn't either. Yeah. And we're on your side and we're gonna walk alongside with you and we're gonna share these journeys of what you see, you, you think you see us and as people who haven't also come through trials and tribulations. Like mm-hmm. God is moving behind all of this.
1: Yeah.
0: All of this. You know, exactly. I, I think
2: that's I think that's something that, that sometimes we get wrong in theology. Right. Like sometimes we, we grow up with this theology that says, um, I'm nothing and mm-hmm. God actually can't stand me. Mm-hmm. And and then we go through this pattern of feeling as if we're never good enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, the 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 Bible verse that you see at the football games, right? John three sixteen, it does not say, For God so detested the world mm-hmm. that he sent his son. It says God so loved. Right? So, so God loves, mm-hmm. loved and loved Brooke. He loved and loved all of us, right? And our guest. Mm-hmm. So, so God doesn't begin from a position of detesting. Mm-hmm. He begins, lives, and ends in a position of love, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do. So, okay. So, you started telling a bit there of your story. <laughs> Tell the part of your story of, um, your first exposure to to Mel Trotter and what you did first, Mm -hmm. because you had a very successful business career, Mm -hmm. and then I won't tell your story for you, but you were doing some things at Mel Trotter, and you and I met, and I wanted to hire you, and you said um, you pretty much, it it didn't work out, right? It didn't seem like that's what God had in store. Mm -hmm. But then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, I'll let you fill in the but then.
0: Well, I, I need to go back and say, did you want to hire me? Because I, I think it was like I said, hey, You I'm were very
2: gonna... muted at that coffee. So yeah, oh yeah, no, I, wasn't
0: off. I think my first words were off the record, sir. Uh, yeah. Permission, no permission sir. to speak. That's yeah, no nobody. sir, probably no sir. But I, again, I had no idea. So I moved to Grand Rapids in January of um, 2017, and I was still working for the organization where I had been for 23 years. And I had worked there through my um, raising Olivia, my daughter as a single mom. And so it, it was a job that um, I enjoyed, but I knew I wasn't being utilized in my full calling. I would, I would end up being in front of people talking about business process and how I can help organizations. But at the end of the day, I would walk away um, bringing people to church. Or, or saying, um, it's okay. You're okay. Let's talk about this divorce thing. It's okay. Let's talk about this thing you're going through that's hard. And i like, I'm not a counselor, but what is it? It was God moving in and through me, preparing me to be where I am today. So I, when I moved here in January, I still had that job, my former job. And I took some time off to write a book about God. And I was doing that. And I had every intention of going back to my former position. And then I was at a leadership conference and somebody from Mel Trotter said to me, um, hey, you know how to raise money, right? And I thought, sure. How can I help? Because... I had been volunteering at Miltrotter for three years before that, teaching mm-hmm. the guest devotions. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by teaching, it was when uh, Reverend Leonard said, here's the curriculum, here's the way to talk about, and I said, well, I'm going off script. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, because I... Because uh, I big shock. I, well, well, because I, I would see the guests, right? And yeah. I would see them just come down and just have this sort of downtrodden look on their faces in the mornings. Every Tuesday yeah. I was there, once a week on Tuesday mornings. And I just said, "What? how are you? Like, mm-hmm. what? what's up? What's going on? And they talked to me about... I applied for um, housing, but I don't think I can get it. Or I applied for a job and I don't think I'm going to get it. And my, I'm gonna start my daughter came to see me and um, it's been a while since I've seen her. And so all of these things we would talk about with the guests. Huh. And okay. mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just really hard to see them do that, to get so down on on themselves thinking that they didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, forget the curriculum. We're going to talk about life. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the God who orchestrates all of our life and who can come out from behind any sort of situation and say, you know what? I got you. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So after teaching devotions, whew, I didn't cry when I, <laughs> well, maybe I usually did once a week. Um, but I, I had no idea that I wanted to work for the organization. I thought that was really where I was supposed to be. And then unexpectedly, um, I was taking time off, and they said, you know how to raise money. And I said, how can I help? And they said, send me your resume. It was Marcy. And, mm-hmm. and our yeah. HR department said, please send me your resume. I'm like, for what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you need my resume for? I'm already volunteering. You have to pay me. I'm just volunteering, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And she's like, no, I, I really want you on staff. And you guys, the only thing I can say in that moment is I wasn't looking. I wasn't expecting. I was just where I was supposed to be. And everything inside of me yeah. just said, yes mm-hmm. wasn't me saying mm-hmm. it It was almost like this out of body experience yes. holy spirit inside of me going well yeah like hello what do you think i've been preparing you for mm-hmm. I, went, oh, I had no idea so then i walk in and i thought i don't know what i'm doing here every day mm-hmm. but i know it's where i'm supposed to be and yeah. that's yeah. really what i want our guests to understand is that i don't know what i'm doing every day inside of this mission i don't know what to do next But I know it's not where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm not supposed to live in an experience, in a situation of homelessness for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But it's where God has me today with the people who are preparing me for something more. Mm -hmm. So that's the message. So
2: good. That's so good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny, though, listening to like our stories of how God worked. Like I was sharing with somebody at lunch yesterday who I reconnected with after... 35 years. Like the last time I saw this person, he was this tall. Yeah. Uh, now he's like 6'4". four. Um, <laughs> like, wow. Um, but I was sharing with him, I'm like, you know, he said, how did you get to Maltrotter? And I said, well, you will not find my career path in any textbook, mm-hmm. right? Because, but it what it was, was God working and preparing me for this job, right? There was law enforcement in my background and teaching in my background and camp directing and, and all of that, pastor, all of that was God preparing me for this? But then, me being me, right? So I'm looking for this job, and my uh, my wife sees this posting for vice president of programs at Mel Trotter. And she says, I think you should apply for this. And I'm like, no way. And she's like, I think you should. And I said, no, I don't want to work downtown, I don't want to work with Mel Trotter, and I don't want to work with the people experiencing homelessness. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I think you should pray about it. Well, the ironic thing is that uh, one of the songs that that we would sing in our church, the chorus of the song would say, um, break my heart for what breaks yours, everything Mm -hmm. I am for your kingdom's cause, show me how to love like you have loved me. Mm -hmm. Well, I had been praying that, those lyrics to that song for months, not knowing what it meant. And then my wife goes, I think you ought to pray about this. I'm like, fine, I'll pray about it, but I'm not going to go work there. Yeah. Um, and then I prayed and like, here's what I've learned. When your wife and God are on the same page, <laughs> you out. may as well just raise the white flag, right? So I end up applying because I feel God leading me there. And I get this job as VP of programs in it broke me, mm-hmm. but it broke me in all the right ways. Mm-hmm. Like it it really did, it, it broke my heart for what breaks God's, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, this is, I'm so glad I'm here. And then unexpectedly, our CEO leaves. And again, there's a common theme. Some board members go, Will you apply for CEO? Yeah. I said, no, I don't want that job. I want my job. And my wife says, I think you should apply. And I said, no. And she <laughs> says, I think you should pray about it. And I'm like, fine, but I'm not going to take that job. <laughs> so I pray about it. And my wife and God and the board, um, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I find myself in this role where I think sometimes in our culture, people with titles can feel and act uh, almost as if they're entitled,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. And my experience has been the opposite. I I was sharing with somebody at lunch just today. I feel so humbled to be a part of this ministry. I also feel so ill-equipped to lead it. Mm. And the person I was having lunch with said, then actually it sounds like that's exactly where God Mm -hmm. needs you because that's making space for God to lead. I Mm -hmm. was thinking
0: the same thing. That's how you know. That's Mm -hmm. how you know you're exactly where God wants you to be. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I that's so much, right? And I feel like every single person on staff, all of the folks with whom we work have similar stories.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know,
0: and, yeah. and you'll just spend time with all of them and just say, wait, how did you get here again? Tell me yeah. more about this. And something inevitably has had worked in, inside of them as well. And clearly it's God, but like a situation. God uses our situations yeah. to say, all right, I'm going to take you through this time. And finally, we have this moment of, all right, I guess I get it. I'm not yeah. going to mm-hmm. do it. And these guys like watch, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, Brooke, I don't know. I know the story of when you were in,
1: you know, middle school.
0: Yeah. But I don't know the story of how you came to apply here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was in my first job out of college. It's a great job. Um, but just kind of, you know, felt this, like, inner stirring. And mm-hmm. I think I wasn't even applying for a job. I don't – oh, um, Jeff Dashner <laughs> oh, there. reached out oh, to my really? dad for my job. Are you He reached out me? to my dad. That's how it happened because my dad's very – charismatic doesn't <laughs> he's a great guy huh, Very really. knows everybody um sounds familiar and so my dad yeah, <laughs> some say we're alike um but so my dad was like I he just started his own business he's like I can't get this job why don't you talk to my daughter so Jeff Dashner is actually the reason I applied um
2: I did not know that. yeah
1: yeah um and so I just remember you know interviewing with Marcy and Tim and um just having all these conversations and then got the job and it was one of those out of the body experiences where you're like <laughs> yeah whoa wait what okay oh, yeah. we're, we're doing this yeah. Yeah. um and i remember i was just starting to date my now husband right when I started the job, and I remember our first date, he um, he was in videography, and he um, had all-night shoot before our wedding, or not before our wedding, before our first date, and um, he was exhausted, had been up for like 48 hours, and our first date, he remembers just sitting there in silence, and I ranted about homelessness for like three hours. Did you really? <laughs> that was our first date, <laughs> and somehow it worked out, so, um, but... <laughs> I just remember starting the job and I have never, I sleep like a rock. I can sleep anywhere. But I remember having terrible insomnia when I first started just because I was so distraught Mm -hmm. over homelessness and what I saw in the people. You get to know people and you get to know their hearts, their stories. You realize like they're more of a friend than an outsider. And um, I just remember having terrible night's sleep. But I... I also told my roommates, always commented, they're like, but you're so excited for work on Mondays. Like, we hate Mondays, but you wake, you wake up on Saturdays and you're like, is it Monday yet? Um, so, yeah, it's just incredible. And I also volunteered with the the women in devotions yeah. while I was at Mel Trotter, and that is just, it's powerful. They do become friends. I remember when I left to work remotely, they all wrote me individual letters, and it felt like you were leaving, like, a group of friends. Yeah. And... Um, but still hearing about, you know, um, what they're going through and what they've moved on from. And, Mm. like, I came back, you know, just a couple weeks ago, and I was like, where are they? And I was like, you know, it's probably a good thing they're not here, you know? (laughs) Like, it's really good that they're not here. And, like, I know that they were, you know, I come to know Jesus and that they had, you Mm. know, that changed their whole trajectory for them and then had the stamina to move forward. So, yeah, kind of a whole... Basket case. Okay, so so we have
2: been teasing this whole this whole time. We've been teasing the work remotely thing. Mm -hmm. So talking about like working remotely slash God moving. um, Talk about your life with Noah right now and how you're working remotely, but what you and Noah are doing and what God's showing you.
1: Yeah. So. Um, While I was at Miltrotter, my husband, when he was 16, felt called to ministry, like felt that deep tug as we all just talked about, um, but completely avoided it as we all did and just talked about. (laughs) Um, And so we got married... I'm not super subtle all the time. And so I was like, I think you need to do this. I think you need to go into this. Like, I think you're running from something. And so we prayed about it. Um, He applied for Asbury Theological Seminary. There's really not a whole bunch of ways he should have gotten in, but he did. (laughs) And so we saw the sign from God. I remember talking to you on the phone. I was like, this is the worst. This is the worst. I was crying. It was a mess. I was so upset. Um, And, but then offered me a part-time position remotely, which is a huge blessing. So we moved down there. Um, he started school and changed degrees. And now he's in a master's of intercultural studies with kind of a focus on uh, mission work and church planting. After having some classes, he was really moved by that and just is very creative and wants to go out and really make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um and so, because of that change, we actually bought a travel trailer and moved into it full time. Impulsively bought a puppy and then hit the road. Um, oh, I didn't know the puppy part. Yes, yes, oh. she's very impulsively oh, wow. in a trailer. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> she's named after a theologian, so it's just all oh, very funny. <laughs> Which one? Francis Asbury. There we Her go. Name's of Fran. Yeah. Yep, Fran. Yep. Yeah. So we hit the road and just kind of that goal of you know, if you want to do mission work and church planting, like let's do it. So we hit the road and just, you know, really dove into every connection that we could find and met people who didn't know Jesus, people who did, um, little house churches that are opening up in cities where nobody believes in God. And it was just really, and I talk about Val all the time, <laughs> still too. So everyone we yeah. met knows, knows about the ministry, but um, so right now we're just, we're back in town for the holidays and my sister's getting married and we're just kind of really trusting God as to where and what next. So,
2: and you know, and it's so cool because, okay, so I remember the day that you called Beth and you were crying mm-hmm. because, you know, Noah got in and you need to move and you think mm-hmm. you need to leave Mel Trotter. And I can remember Beth coming to me going, Here's a story with Brooke. And I'm like, now I'm crying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, right? And then we start talking about what if Brooke could continue to work with us and what if it could be remotely, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Remote fundraising for an organization like ours is not what you would read in the textbook, right? Because yeah. <laughs> everybody would tell you, need to be in this city and and go have coffee with people and all of that but we all just felt like God was doing that, was leading. Mm -hmm. Then you do it, and we were talking off air, and I don't want to embarrass you, but we were talking off air. You're like our best fundraiser, and you're working from all over the country on behalf of Mel Trotter part-time. I mean, talk about what that experience is like. Like, How do you stay connected to the donors that live locally to Mel Trotter when you're not living here?
1: Yeah, I think I think it helped working at the at the mission for a while, and um, kind of like I was talking about with the guests, you know, like a lot of my donors have just become friends that will like text me. I have a few that will like call me every now, and like, "What state are you in now, Brooke?" And um, <laughs> so it's just they become friends. I like know them very very well, and so it's just it's the connections are a lot easier and just. Um, even hearing some, they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. So honestly, <laughs> that sometimes drives my work too. Like just knowing like, I can't be there, but like everything that's happening, I get really excited about, you know, like the AMUCAB. cab. I remember hearing about that and I was like, I'm telling everybody about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, that that's what makes it easy too. And it is just, it's a beautiful ministry that does what it says it does mm-hmm. and um, that God is blessing. So that in itself makes it an easy thing to tell people about and keep people and people want to be updated on it. It's I've never gotten email like stop talking to me from one of my donors. (laughs) I've gotten the opposite. Like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in like two months. Can you call me? (laughs) So I think, I think that helps a lot too. And then, you know, occasionally it's a good thing our family's in town too. So we can come back and still connect and be connected and then um, kind of have that sustain us until we're back. But
0: yeah. But, But passion, is infectious right and, oh, and, yeah. and, yes. yeah.
1: and, and so hearing you um
0: one of the things that really stuck out to me is that it's like you're a voice to the voiceless that's what mel trotter mm-hmm. i feel like you said you know what people couldn't speak on their behalf you said you ranted with noah your first date for three mm-hmm. hours you were voicing all mm-hmm. of these injustices you were mm-hmm. voicing how angry it made you at why folks who became friends are mm-hmm. on the streets mm-hmm. why moms with little kids why mm-hmm. why families have no place to stay why, why is this okay mm-hmm. and what are we doing about it right mm-hmm. and so those are the conversations that you're having genuinely because it drives you
1: mm-hmm. and and so
0: you're just in contact with people as we all are to say you know what this isn't okay it shouldn't be okay mm-hmm. with you and for you and it's not okay with us and for us so what are we collectively going to do about it mm-hmm. and it's what we say all the time we can't do it alone mm-hmm. yeah. we can't do it alone and so we need people to come alongside us and to to be engaged with us in those lives the lives of the people mm-hmm. who are there every day that that show up and we say, wait, how did this happen to you? Tell me more. And they have stories just like we share. Mm -hmm. They had hopes and dreams as sixth and seventh graders, Mm -hmm. right? This is, there's no difference. There's no disparity. These Mm -hmm. are folks made in the image of God who say, I I don't know how I ended up here, but can you help me? Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, of course we can. How can we say no? Mm -hmm. Because God helps us every day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and even, so yes, there's those guests, right? But then, um, you know, several days ago we had an incident at the mission. Mm -hmm. And um, that guest isn't who we're talking about, right? right? That guest isn't somebody that's going, hey, I don't think God has anything for me, right? This this was an incident, so for the listener, where um, a guest intentionally uh, in our new day center, intentionally damaged a sprinkler system to cause the the sprinklers to go off and it caused significant damage and Then he went to another building and did the exact same thing before we could we could stop that from happening and and you know there's a piece of me, a very human piece that gets really angry about mm-hmm. that right like We just ask the community to help us, to to bless us with this building so that we can bless people, and we want to share the compassion and love and, and hope of Jesus, and then somebody intentionally destroys it. But where the Holy Spirit has worked in my heart on that, and I think in our staff heart on that, has been to stop and think, wait a minute, how much trauma, how much pain must this person be in that when a place takes you in, and gives you a beautiful place to stay, with a staff that that love you and love Jesus and just wanna help you, how much pain and turmoil mm-hmm. must you be in to want to act out and destroy something? And I think that's that's the opportunity we have with our donors and with the whole community to go, um, Here's the thing about... There's a God lesson here, right? God doesn't look at our behavior. He looks at who we are. He sees our possibility. He doesn't see the problem that we may have created, right? Mm-hmm. And and our calling at Mel Trotter is to um, certainly feel angry. That's mm-hmm. fine. Jesus felt angry. But then it's to go beyond that behavior and that act and go oh my word, I just want this person to heal. Mm-hmm. I want that pain to be healed. I want this guy to, to find Jesus, to find that plan for his life so that he never feels like he has to do this again, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's, I think, what rocked my world. Starting, mm-hmm. Gosh, now I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. I think that's what rocked my world coming to or growing up in this community and, and having these, these perceptions about the people that are homeless and then being forced to to look at them the way that God looks at them mm-hmm. and then go wait a minute i probably do some things where god goes yeah come on guy mm-hmm. you know and he wants to heal me of that so then shouldn't we be an instrument of his grace and his mercy mm-hmm. and his peace to help heal this guy mm-hmm. and that i think is what makes this ministry calling so amazing mm-hmm. right just like if you would have told me 15 years ago that I'd be saying this right now Mm -hmm. about this man. I'd be like, no way. If that guy did something, right? You know, he shouldn't have done that and terrible person. Mm -hmm. No, he's not a terrible person. He's somebody that God loves and desperately wants to have a
1: relationship Mm -hmm. with,
0: you know. If you get ad- another dog, you could name it another Fran, right? Yeah. It's a Cece. Yeah. Make yeah. an instrument of your piece. Fran and what... Fran, Yeah.
1: Fran, Like thing like one. Thing, oh, and... oh, wow. There wow. oh, we go. That'd be yeah. really fun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine you, Noah, and two dogs in your
0: travel trailer. Yeah. 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 What friend. could be better?
1: <laughs> Noah sleeping outside, I guess. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, I, you know, this. I never know how to close when I just feel like there aren't enough words, Mm -hmm. right? Enough words of gratitude and humility. And I just, I personally feel very honored and blessed to do the work that we do every day. Just Mm -hmm. the opportunity to be proximate to staff and friends Mm -hmm. and guests and just Mm -hmm. doing the work that it's hard. It's hard, right? Like I tell people all the time, boy, I don't think I've ever worked hard in my life. And I'm like, but yeah, let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's keep going, right? If we're changing lives and we're trying to help people and one more person who knows Jesus, right? Like, Mm -hmm.
1: okay. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's
2: mm-hmm. it. Well, it's, it's a season we're in, right? Yeah. This is a season of Advent waiting, you know, acknowledging the Savior that we're all hoping for and, mm-hmm. and believing in. And, you know, and I agree with you. I, I, I think about the fact that next year, Mel Trotter will have been in existence for 123 years. Right. And there's only, mm-hmm. that is only due to God's grace mm-hmm. and to God moving in the lives of this community mm-hmm. to... You know, whether it's a, somebody writing a $5 check or donating clothes to our retail store or somebody writing a $5,000 check, God moving in their lives the Holy Spirit moving in their lives to put on their hearts to help support the ministry that's going on at Mel Trotter. When I think about that, it is really humbling, mm-hmm, right? That yeah. people for 123 years, God would have worked in them to sustain this ministry is so, so amazing. So I echo your sentiment. I'm extremely grateful. Mm-hmm. So um, we've gone, I guess, it's, I guess you get to wrap it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Big finale. <laughs> um <Come on. laughs> No, I agree. Like, just the 123 years and just, like, we've all shared our three stories, but, like, we can't do it without the entire community, whether that's all the rest of our staff, um, you know, all of our guests who volunteer, um, volunteers, churches, and coming from fundraising donors, too. Like, Mm -hmm. it takes a village, and um, that's biblical, too, you know, like all coming together. Um, And so, yeah, I think with the end of the year coming up and just – you know, the season of, of joy and of hope, but it's it doesn't feel that way to a lot of individuals, even just driving home from the mission, like seeing people sitting outside, seeing the tents on the side of the river. Like this is a hard time for a lot of people and it's just getting colder and it's just getting harder. Um, and so those people that we're talking about, just that one person, um, you know, it takes, it takes everyone coming together to support that. Um, and so I think, you know, looking ahead, just generosity and support is really what is needed at this end of the year from, from our community, um, just to support every single person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so thank you.
0: I will just say thank you to all of our friends in the community and all the donors who have been so continually generous to bless Maltrata throughout this year and many years prior. So thank you for your ongoing donations. Mm If you, um, feel so led or, Feeling led, let lead, lead, leading. If we're leading you to give right now, you went to Ohio lead, State.
2: It's showing right now.
0: Well, because Ohio State plays Georgia. I'm still a little nervous <laughs> yeah. about that.
2: Anyway, we digress.
0: I'm digressing. Um, <laughs> go blue. No, because I really. Good job. <laughs> oh, you guys. But. Oh, I, I have people who are raising their arms with Go Blue. Thank you to everybody. Um, and if you do continue um, to feel led to give in this season, we, we greatly appreciate it. It's needed. Uh, we will continue to be good servants of that. And so Maltrotter.org is a place that you can go in and do that between now and the end of the year. So again, thank you. We um, will be back live with you sometime in 2023 for season three of Everyday Humanity.